You're listening to English O'Clock 2.0. English O'Clock 2.0. My name is Julia and this is Chen Chen Chen, the final, the last English O'Clock 2.0 episode. It is not a beginner episode. It is not an intermediate episode. It is not an advanced episode. It's a wrap-up episode that kind of has the objective of walking you through what you have, how English O'Clock works, what books I use, and uh, what you can do to continue, right? So this journey, English O'Clock 2, well, English O'Clock, uh, for those of you who don't know, it started as a live radio show on Vaughn Radio, um, I'd say over seven years ago. Uh, I'd say over seven years ago, because today my dear Mari wrote me and she said, oh, it's too bad that you're, you know, finishing uh, English O'Clock because I've been listening to you every day since 2015. So I think more or less at that time it started. Um, <clears throat> and then at some point that was English O'Clock was with students. So there were always students with me and we did all of the exercises um live on on air and then um and then the pandemic happened and english o'clock became a podcast well english o'clock became became english o'clock 2.0 and it became a podcast but in between in between finishing english o'clock and starting english o'clock 2.0 um a book came to life a book called english o'clock came to life where i Basically, um, I transformed all of the lesson plans that I came up with for the, for English O'Clock. I transformed that into a book. And the book is called English O'Clock. Es un libro que se llama English O'Clock. Um, and in this book, you can find the entire kind of beginner or, well, not beginner, but basic section right? Where you have uh, the days of the week, the months of the year, the years, the ordinal numbers, the dates, the time, um, family members, bank accounts, telling the time, etc, etc, etc. So you have all of the basics kind of in the basic section, which is at the beginning of the book. Then you go on to have question mixes, which is what we always did in I'd say 99.9% .9 of the episodes where you have where I ask you 20 questions to warm up and those 20 questions their objective is to review what we what we had done in previous classes right so very randomly very not ran, not only randomly but very rarely do things come up in the question mix that we hadn't seen in classes before. Okay, so the, the objective of the question mix is and has always been, pues siempre lo ha sido, repasar lo que se ha visto en clases anteriores. Okay, y muy pocas veces metemos cosas nuevas que pasa, sí, pero muy pocas veces. All right, uh, so you have about, I'm not sure if it's about 200 pages or 170 pages of question mixes, right? And I always told you in the podcast, lo, y lo podéis ver en, uh, en la página, podéis ver las preguntas, ya sabéis, no las respuestas. I also always said that um, in the English O'Clock book because I put in the answers, sorry, the questions, not the answers, precisamente, because we did the answers 
in on the podcast, right? In class. Anyway, so the, the next um, the next kind of section in the book after the basic section, que son las, primero vienen los, los mapas y luego ya veis los básicos, luego pasáis páginas después del family tree, veis que empieza el, el question mix. And after the question mix, we have uh, the oral agility. Ya sabéis que oral agility, la agilidad oral, para English O'Clock 2.0, se compone de cuatro ejercicios. So you have four exercises. The first one, if I don't remember incorrectly, is mastering the interrogative, right? Where I give you the answer and you have to give me the question. Then we have turning sentences into the affirmative, negative, and interrogative. Y a veces, muchas veces, decía, bueno, pues también vamos a hacer el negative interrogative, right? Uh, so I give you a, a, a sentence, for example, he plays hockey, and you have to give me the negative, he doesn't play hockey. You have to give me the question, does he play hockey? And you have to give me the negative question, doesn't he play hockey? Right? So this is the second exercise from the oral agility section. Then the third exercise from the oral agility section is the negative questions, right? So I give you a negative statement. For example, he doesn't play hockey and you have to ask me why. Why doesn't he play hockey? All right. So this is the third exercise in the oral agility section in the English O'Clock book. All right. And then the fourth section in or the fourth exercise in the in the oral agility is short answers and the objective of short answers is to give surprise surprise short answers right um so for example if i ask you a question like does he play hockey the answer is yes he does or no he doesn't or do you like ice cream yes or i do or no i don't right so i want you to really work on those short answers in um in that section so remember <clears throat> the english o'clock book is se llama así english o'clock si lo metéis en amazon o en, o en google o lo que sea eh, os sale pues un libro que se llama english o'clock vale um the basics the basic section just so you know it i mean there is an index and in everything right but just so you know it the basic section starts on page number 23 page number 23 the question mix The question mix section that is like 120 something pages long starts at page 39. And then the oral agility section starts at page number 157. And finally, the fourth kind of component of the book is a section called drills, drills, drills. Y de ahí, siempre cuando veis un lesson plan de cualquier episodio, os va a aparecer drill, right? That's where I'm referring to. That's the, the drill section. Something else that I usually say in the podcast is um, we're going to do, I don't know, uh, negative questions, block number five, questions one to 15, right? Because the oral agility section is divided in blocks, right? So you have mastering the interrogative, block one, two, three, four, five, 20, 25, etc., right? It is um, divided in blocks. So it's It is a little bit intimidating. No os voy a mentir porque es un libro tocho. Es un libro de, de tamaño a cuatro y tiene 400 páginas. In, impone un poco. Uh, but if you leaf through it, and to leaf through some, something means ojear, to leaf through, hoja, leaf through, pues ojear, um, it makes sense. Okay, so the first part is basics, the second part is question makes, the third part is oral agility, and the fourth part is drills, drills, drills. Las cuatro cosas siempre o casi siempre están en cada clase. 
Tenemos un ejercicio de básicos, tenemos un ejercicio de question mix con el que calentamos motores, tenemos agilidad oral hacia el final y tenemos drills pues por la mitad de, de cada episodio. All right? So this is how English O'Clock works. Now, why did I tell you this? I, I don't remember, <laughs> but I think I was telling you about the books that I use. So English O'Clock is the first... Ah, no, os está contando cómo nació todo esto. Uh, so anyways, so this is the book that uh, that was born, so to speak, between the the end of English O'Clock and the start of English O'Clock 2.0, all right? And um, yeah, so this started in March 2020. Now we are in December 2022. So it's the third year, almost over, in March 2023. That will be three years. And it's always been a finite kind of project, porque el contenido del inglés es el que es, los tiempos verbales que son y los ejercicios que se puede hacer y ya está, right? So what I didn't want to do is un número infinito de, de nivel principiante, de, de episodios de nivel principiante o intermedio o avanzado. So very kind of organically, de una manera muy natural y muy como orgánica, I realized that at some point, of course things or topics or vocabulary lists or translation lists, y ahora llegamos a los libros que siempre utilizo, utilizo um, that there will be overlaps. Se va a solapar. Y naturalmente, beginner level leads to an intermediate level and intermediate level leads to an advanced level. All right? So, randomly enough, and well, it's not really random because así es la naturaleza de los, de, los, de los niveles bajos o principiantes en cualquier cosa que hacemos. I think it always takes us a little bit longer para, or at least I think we should spend a little bit longer and a little bit more time para realmente afianzar esas bases del verbo to be, del verbo to do, del presente, del eh, presente continuo, really de negativo, de afirmativo, de, de interrogativo, de interrogativo ne negativo, really getting a grasp on this. Because once you go into the intermediate level, of course, there will be difficult stuff like comparisons, right? Or the, the, the conditionals or conjunctions, of course. But at least if you manage the affirmative, negative and interrogative in a basic tense, pues de ahí, si lo manejáis, no os va a costar mucho asimilarlo, por ejemplo, para preguntas con can o para preguntas con will, right? So the stronger your basis is, the stronger your, your basement and your foundation is, the better. So that's why we ended up having 140 beginner classes and um and one and, and only entre parentheses entre comillas and only 100 intermediate and advanced classes all right también se debe a que en algún momento de la trayectoria de English O'Clock se ha hecho dos episodios eh, se ha hecho no lo hice yo <laughs> dos eh, dos episodios del nivel inter del nivel principiante a la semana so it was i th i think i vaguely remember but i think it was monday was beginner tuesday intermediate wednesday advanced thursday beginner So obviously there were, there were, there are more episodes on the beginner level than in any other level. Right. Uh, that brings me to my next point because I kind of, I don't want to chew your ear of, no, <laughs> I want to give you kind of a brief description of what, of what we did. Um, so, you know, I explained to you the, the lesson, every single lesson. All right. Let me just recap that for you. Every single lesson. Every single lesson. Igual no es every, every, pero la mayoría sí. You have 
a task. You have a recap of what was done. Lo que se ha hecho en la clase anterior. You have a question mix to warm up and to review past grammar points. You have a drill. You have a basic. You have a vocabulary list. You have another drill. You have an oral agility. And you have a translation list. This is the structure of almost every single class, right? You will see, by saber, you will see in the intermediate and advanced level que antes del question mix, pero después del recap de lo que se ha hecho, en algún momento metí los phrasal verbs, all right? So I always introduce a new phrasal verb in every episode right before the question mix. Pero lo demás se queda igual. Task, recap, Phrasal verb en niveles intermedios y avanzados. Question mix, drill, vocab, uh, sorry, b uh, basic, vocab, drill, oral agility, and translation list, right? And this brings me to the books that I, that I chose to use. I mean, you all know that I had been a very, had been part of Vaughn Systems for a very, for a large chunk of my life. My, my entire kind of twenties and, and early thirties. Well, actually mid thirties. <laughs> I spent in, in advanced systems. So there is obviously always a huge cariño que me vincula con la compañía. Um, a lot of books were edited by me. A lot of books uh, I wrote for the, for, for the, for the Vaughn System editorial. So obviously, Aquellos son los libros que más cercano tengo a mi corazón, que más útiles me parecen. And that's why I decided to use them in the lessons, because I think they are great books uh, when it comes to cumplir el objetivo que tienen, right? So as I said at the beginning, the first one, lógicamente, is English O'Clock, right? It's not called English O'Clock 2.0, porque nació como resultado de English O'Clock, eh, no de como resultado de English O'Clock 2.0, but that is the first book or the the book that mirrors, que refleja como el, el, la mayor parte del contenido, okay? Um, I don't encourage you, no os recomiendo, I don't encourage you to read it. It's not to be read. I encourage you to like, to pick it up, listen to the podcast, and work at the same time, work with the book at the same time. That's what I encourage you to do, okay? Because because if you read it and you don't really practice, I mean, you can read it and practice out loud, but if you just read it, mmm, no es un libro de gramática que os explica las cosas. Es un libro que os machaca preguntas para practicar es dicho punto gramatical, all right? That's the, that's the focus point of the book. Um... That's the first book. So the second book that I chose to use is called Vocabulario en Inglés que deberías conocer. This book is, um, I think it was published a few years ago, um, it, and it's an adaptation, uh, yeah, 2020. It's an adaptation of what previously was a book called Vocabulary Booklet. So back in the days, and this was when I was, when I trained as a Vaughn teacher, and that was in 2006. I mean, good Lord, that was 16 years ago. Um, when I trained as a Vaughn teacher back in 2006, January 2006, para ser exactos, um, it, the book was called Vocabulary Booklet. And at some point, we decided to make it into the book called Vocabulario en Inglés que deberías conocer because we wanted to add a column of pronunciation. So the old vocabulary booklet... Um, is has only the Spanish word and the English word and the the vocabulary in English que deberías conocer booklet has the the Spanish word, the English word 
and a colon for pronunciation. Okay, so this is very helpful. Obviously, the references no son las mismas. Yo he utilizado en las clases el vocabulario en inglés que deberías conocer. Those are that, eso concuerda con la referencia que os doy. Right? Even though most words coincide in the book, vocabulario en inglés que deberías conocer, and vocabulary, en el antiguo vocabulary booklet, um, but some words have changed, and uh, obviously there is no, there is no um, pronunciation column, right? So the reference that I refer to va al libro vocabulario en inglés que deberías conocer. All right. So we spoke about English o'clock. We spoke about vocabulary in English que deberías conocer. Next up is translation booklet. Okay. Uh, the translation booklet is a, a pocket book booklet. <laughs> um, de casi, os digo, eh, tu, 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 um, 505 pages. So again, back in the days when I started, uh, at the company, um, there were, a four sized translation booklets. And at some point, um, I think it was, it was my former boss, Ruben, had the great idea to put, I don't know, I don't know if it was him, pero me suena él, um, to, to make those pocket booklets, those, uh, A4 booklet books into one booklet that has them all. All right. Por eso tiene 505 eh, páginas, because all of the translation booklets, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight, are included. Okay. If you look at the book from the top, you will see that one third, approximately, un poquito menos, is yellow orange. Un poco más de a, a, a third <laughs> is green, light green and dark green. And then a little bit less than one third is red. Okay, uh, red, well, like pinkish and, and dark pinkish. Um, so the first one is beginner. The yellow, the orange yellow part is beginner. The light green, dark green is intermediate. And the uh, pink and dark pink are advanced translation lists, right? Which is why you will always hear me say we're on translation booklet number five, list number 10, sentences one to 15. So you just literally open the book at translation booklet number five, y eso lo veis al, en la parte inferior de la página, you go into the corresponding list, que lo pone en la, al, al, arriba en la página, and you go to the corresponding sentences. All right, so it's quite, it's quite intuitive. That's book number three. So recap, we spoke about, uh, about, that <laughs> came out very Canadian. We spoke about um, the English o'clock book. We spoke about the vocabulary Mentira, el vocabulario en inglés que deberías conocer booklet. We spoke about the translation booklet. And there are two more that I want to mention. One is phrasal verbs en inglés que deberías conocer. Como os podéis imaginar, son de la misma familia que vocabulario en inglés que deberías conocer. And it's a book I wrote uh, back in, pff, I don't know, 2018, I think, with a former colleague of mine. 2018, yeah, primera edición, 2018. Um, I wrote this book with a former colleague and a good friend of mine called Siobhan. And um, we wrote this together. And it's a book that has about... Otra vez, me sale ese about in Canadian. Um, it has 531, para ser exactos, 531 phrasal verbs, right? Um, with their forms, with their translation, and with three example sentences, right? So I'm just going to pick it up. Phrasal verbs in English, ¿qué deberías conocer? And I'm going to randomly open it. I open it on page number 154. And the first word, the first phrasal verb is to sit through. To sit through... Es el presente, sat through sería el pasado, and I have sat through something sería 
el present perfect, right? And it means permanecer sentado o aguantar. So this is the, the top part of each phrasal verb. And then there are three example sentences. In this case, siempre permanezco sentada durante todo el vuelo. I always sit through the entire flight. Number two, su jefe le dio una charla desagradable y él permaneció sentado todo el tiempo. His boss gave him a nasty speech and he sat through the whole thing. And the third one, ¿alguna vez has aguantado una sesión entera de charla política? Have you ever sat through a whole session of political talk? Veis que son tres frases de ejemplo que os demuestran how you use given phrasal verb, all right? So this is book number four. Remember, the first one is English O'Clock, second one is vocabulary en inglés que deberías conocer, third one, translation booklet, fourth one, phrasal verbs en inglés que deberías conocer. But there is a bonus one. There is a fifth book um, that I sometimes use. Y cuando digo sometimes, es sometimes. Eh, no obstante, me resulta súper útil. I love this book. And I probably should have used it a little bit more often in the classes. What is it about? It's called Learn to Speak Up and it is a translation booklet. Es un libro de traducción. But it is divided in um, 30 times 3, 90 different grammar points. Well, not 90 different ones, but say 45 different grammar points because there are usually two lists on every grammar point. Where you have... Two translation lists on each grammar point, que no, es, no son todos los, los puntos gramaticales que existen, pero muchísimos, where you have two uh, uh, translation lists specifically about that grammar point. So, for example, you want to practice countables and uncountables. Pues están dos listas sobre contables e incontables y esas dos listas de traducción están centradas en este punto gramatical, which is why I think this book is great. And this is a book that you can just buy for yourself. You can sit down and you can test yourself on, you know, one of those 45 or 50 or however many there are grammar points um, that, the, that, the, that the translation lists are specifically about. Okay, so this is kind of a bonus book that I sometimes use, not always, but um, but it's a great one as well. So again, another recap, English O'Clock, que se divide en uh, basic section, Agilidad oral, oral agility, question mix y, um, y los drills. That's book number one. Book number two, vocabulario. Vocabulario en inglés que deberías conocer. Book number three, translation booklet. Book number four, phrasal verbs en inglés que deberías conocer. And book number five, learn to speak up. All of them, all of the books are published by Vaughn Systems. Okay, learn to speak up was written, I think, by Richard Vaughn himself. Phrasal verb I wrote with, with my friend Siobhan. Uh, the translation booklet was written by, by Richard Vaughn. The vocabulary booklet was written by Richard Vaughn. And English O'Clock was written by myself. Okay. So now you have a hopefully pretty clear um, explanation of all of the material that I used in this 340 episode course. Va a haber contenido que no está en ninguno de esos cinco libros. Sí que me he inventado sobre la marcha porque me hacía falta un ejercicio específico para hacer X cosa. Puede ser. All right. This probably happens one or two percent of the time. Okay. Everything else is in the books. Um, so I do encourage you if you if you don't have them yet, I do encourage you to send to send maybe uh, I mean, depending on when you listen to it. But if you listen to it today on the 1st of December 2022, uh, then I highly recommend you sending a list to Santa and saying, Santa, I want these one, two, three, four or five books, whatever you want. Um, 
This being said, now that you know the structure of the lessons, now that you know how many episodes there are, now that you know that at towards the end of beginner level, we start seeing what we start the intermediate level with. And towards the end of intermediate, we start seeing things that we start that we do at the beginning of the advanced class. Now that you know that, find your level, find an episode that you are comfortable with. No me canso de decir que es mejor que no os cueste. Es mejor que hagáis algo que os resulte fácil y agradable. Que sea el 80% de... Um, de success, success rate y el 20% de fracaso. Okay? I don't want you to go into episodes that are too difficult for you, where you don't know any vocab, where you no acertáis con ninguna traducción, where the speed is too difficult, too fast or too difficult, where the exercises are too difficult, porque os vais a cansar. Okay? And I know this for a fact. It is the 2080 rules, 20% failure or 20% kind of like unknown material and 80% repetition review of what you know, of what you have seen, heard or read before. Okay, so I highly encourage you to find an episode where you're like, you know what? I have a, a feeling of success después de haberlo escuchado because I could participate and uh, y acertado uh, a lot of questions and a lot of exercises and there was 20 or 21 percent that was like oh, this is difficult let's repeat that that is your level not lower not higher okay there are people who would say pero es que yo quiero aprender ya el tercer condicional great great but there is a certain logic to following to following the step by step one all right i know i would want to run a 10k tomorrow but in order to run a 10k i should probably first of all start training start running right and then maybe sign up for a 3k and then a 5k and then a 6.5 or a 7k maybe an 8k and then a 10k all right ¿Por qué? Porque si me muera los kilómetro y medio porque ya escupo el pulmón porque ya no puedo respirar no me va a dar la gana correr la siguiente carrera, por muy corta que sea. Okay? Y por mucho que quisiera correr yo un 10K, I was not ready for it. So the same thing happens with learning. If you are not there yet, it's okay. Es mejor tomarlo con calma. Es mejor empezar por, por un poco por debajo con algo que nos sentimos cómodos frente a eh, seguir esa, esa ambición de lo quiero ya y lo quiero para ayer. All right? Um, 26 minutes. Jeez, I was like, I don't want to chew your ear off. Here I am. Um, this is not, this is, I mean, I love podcasting. It's, I, I have a lot of fun doing it. I, no digo que nunca lo volveré a hacer. Maybe it's not going to be about, um, English or maybe it will be about English, but from a different viewpoint, maybe it will be about learning. Maybe it will be about psychology or the psychology of learning. Who knows? Who knows? I still have my microphone. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I am putting it away for a while, but I'm not selling it or throwing it away or, uh, it's still with me. I have my turntables, my little mixing tables here, um, as well. So this is not a goodbye forever, hopefully. Um, but it is a nice wrap up of what 
English O'Clock, what this journey of English O'Clock 2.0 was all about. So before I finish and before I see you off into this year's uh, Christmas season, I just want to thank all of you for being part of this journey. I want to thank all of you for participating in the online and social media tasks and discussions and questions and um, and just, you know, being there and writing and, and commenting and, and just being really, really kind. I really appreciate that. I it's an amazing feeling when people tell you that you that you make an impact on that your work or what you do makes an impact on their ability to speak right it's absolutely fascinating and i'm very thankful for each and each and every one of you who uh, who reached out and told me this because it's a, a truly great feeling uh so a huge thank you for that and a, a special thank you i want to put out there for or to the patrons of this program so um, you know that content creation is is it's it's a lot of work, it's a lot of dedication, and very often after nine hours of work, uh, you sit down and you record a podcast, and uh, so it is a lot of work. It's not it's not a five minute thing. Uh, it it requires preparation. It requires um, dedication, consistency, which I wasn't great at in the last six months, so to speak. And I know that I'm well aware of that, which is also what led me to ultimately making the decision of, of rounding it up and and making making a clean cut. Uh, but I really want to to say thank you to the patrons who who supported this this adventure uh, financially. Uh, por muy poco que pudisteis, o, o si sí, pudisteis aportar, because I mean, the, the minimum at some point was, was, I think, 145, 149, and then, uh, every cent counted because it, you know, it, it helps, it helps maintain, um, the podcast. So greatly appreciate, por muy poco, por muy mucho que habéis contribuido. A huge, huge thank you because this was possible, gran parte, por vosotros, and I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, this being said, I, I'm not, you know, flying to Mars. I'm staying on Earth. <laughs> I'm still Julia on the other side of the microphone. Um, the, the iVox episodes are going to stay up there, so you can always go back to them and re-listen to them and, and just kind of poke around. Uh, let me remind you that also before the clean uh, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. There were other topics. We we had news. We had grammar. We had uh, Q and A sessions. We had conversations. So you're more than welcome to use all that material que está a vuestro alcance uh, to practice, to improve, to listen. Um, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to comment in the comment section on iVox porque me llega siempre, si alguien comenta algo, me llega un correo y como soy un poco maniática con los correos, tengo muy pocos en el inbox porque acto seguido los tengo que comentar, eh, contestar y, archi y los archivo. So sooner or later, I always get back to you. Um, I I can't promise that I will always be on social media because, as I mentioned in, in a few episodes back, um, or 10 or 20 episodes back, social media is becoming a drag for me. Um, it's, es verdad, reconozco que, que es porque, pues porque da un poco vicio, eh? <laughs> un poco vicio el, el, el Insta y, y la, esas cosas, ¿no? Um, 
and uh, and I probably need a. I was telling Mari today. I was like, maybe I need a detox. Uh, so just just a, a detox from from social media. Um, I probably won't delete it forever. The the one social media that I will not delete, so you can always find me there, is LinkedIn. Uh, el famoso LinkedIn, no? <laughs> Which in English is LinkedIn. Uh, igual que que no es stick tartar sino steak tartar. All right, remember that. Anyway, so uh, LinkedIn, I always be part of. You can find me there with my name, Julia Nowicki. Um, Instagram, not sure. Instagram English o'clock, not sure. In Twitter, my own personal Twitter, not sure. I'll play it by ear. No, ve lo veo con el tiempo. Si me apetece quedarme, me quedo. A lo mejor simplemente lo borro del móvil, pero no cierro el account. I don't know. I don't know. But what I, what I do know and what I can tell you is no me voy de LinkedIn y no me voy de iVox. It's going to stay there for, for the, hasta el próximo aviso. Let's just put it that way, porque a lo mejor en algún momento sí que desaparece y me vais a decir, oye, Julia, pero es que tú has dicho el 1 de diciembre del 2022 a las 8 y 11, has dicho que... <laughs> so, for the time being, this is what I do know, okay? Y ya nos voy a dar más la charla. Again, thank you so, so very much. Uh, please don't, don't stop practicing your English. Please always go back. Find new ways. Find we we spoke about this yesterday. I think in the after the advanced episode, uh, find um, podcasts or find um, I don't know uh, TED talks or or things that you find interesting that you that really pique your curiosity. Que realmente os llaman la atención. Listen to them in English and and just maintain it alive. And it's always a good option to uh, to speak out loud. Okay, so if you do an exercise or if you do a translation list, always speak out loud. Maybe record yourself so you get used to, you know, how you sound. Que siempre sonamos mucho peor de lo que, de lo que siempre nos parece que sonamos mucho peor que realmente sonamos, que no sonamos nada mal. If I, li I, I hardly ever listen to my podcast because I'm like, oh my God, my voice is so nasal, right? Y de hecho un oyente me lo dijo, que tienes una voz muy nasal. nasal. It is what it is. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't change much about it. So, um, enough, enough from my end. It was a pleasure. Um, I wish you all the best and more. Uh, stay safe. Keep your loved ones close and your enemies closer. And I'm joking. Um, stay safe. Keep practicing. Be happy. Be good people. That's very important. Maybe my next podcast is going to be about that. I don't know. I love that kind of stuff. Anyways, Mandroyo, eh, all the best. Merry Christmas. Uh, if you're listening to this prior to Christmas, Happy New Year. If you listen to this after Christmas, Happy Easter. If you listen to this before Easter, so podía continuar ya hasta llegar hasta la próxima Navidad. Joking. Have a wonderful. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas time. Take good care of yourselves. And I um, hopefully see you around somewhere. Take it easy out there, guys. Bye-bye.